Viking Strong Resistance Bands. They actually have a couple options. They have pull-up bands in different weights. They have strong floss bands for muscle compression. It's kind of cool. It's made out of the same. It's made out of like this stretchy kind of rubbery stuff. So it's kind of like a knee brace, but it's customizable. Like you wrap it where it needs to be. And the third thing on their product list, it's a door anchor that you hook the pull-up bands to. And the cool thing about them is you can take them on the go. I do them in my office. You can throw it in your suitcase or briefcase if you're going out of town. Viking Strong has literature on their website, and I'm going to put links to all their products on wildernesslaw.us. Hopefully while you're hanging out at wildernesslaw.us, you click through and buy a resistance band. And when being strong isn't enough, be Viking Strong! <laughs> guest guest uh, on the podcast today named Siri. She just talks whenever the hell she feels like it. Yep. And anyways, uh welcome to the Wilderness Law Podcast. This is a what we sometimes call a truck episode. Yeah, how's our levels, Tristan? Uh, I can't really see Tristan. left. Tristan's monitoring the levels, so if anything... I can't really see the levels. In 9.5 miles, turn left onto Main Street. We're good. Levels be good. Levels be good. All right, you got a flash, right? Uh, there was one. Yeah, your black one's around here somewhere. I'm looking, I'm looking. Anyway, so we're in the truck on the way to Tristan's first hunt of the 2016... 2017 whitetail season. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, which it's actually not gun season. Tristan's gun hunting. But it is not officially gun season in Texas until next weekend. But this weekend they do a handful of special hunts for, that are youth only that are gun. Cool. And it's... Uh, I don't know. The, obviously, we would prefer to be hunting the rut. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It's a weird year. It's really warm for this late. It should not be this warm at the end of October. So maybe Al Gore was right. Hey. Back before he changed his mind. Al Gore was Bill Clinton's vice president. And after, yeah, he ran... Uh, against George W. Bush and lost uh, according to well, the Supreme Court I guess ultimately Why did they come down to the Supreme Court? Uh, There was an issue with uh, voter disenfranchisement and or just normal negligence of uh, handling voting in Florida. Mm. 
Like, it came down, it was that close. It was extremely, and they, I don't know, I don't know the numbers for sure. I've heard people say it was the difference of like 200 votes or the difference of 800 votes. But no, like the news, the networks originally announced it for Al Gore, and then, and there's a story that George W. Bush called Al Gore and congratulated him on the win, and then the news networks were like, hold up, maybe we were wrong, and George W. Bush called him back and said, hold up, maybe I was wrong, and anyway, he ended up being president for eight years. Uh, but then, I'm, that's who he is. Except that after he was no longer... President. Yeah, in politics. Uh, he got involved with a project... That Mafia. Made him famous again. A, a documentary called An Inconvenient Truth. Which I think is on DV, my, our DVR, but I still haven't watched it. I, want, I really do want to watch it. That was not what I wanted. Uh, even though I'm coming into it very biased. Uh, but that's kind of what really brought global warming into popular conversation. To yeah. where everybody's talking about it, right? Yeah. And uh, that was, the whole documentary was about the world's going to be completely screwed by such and such date, uh, you're reflecting that right into my eyes, and, uh, and then, so maybe, so I was kind of making the joke, yeah. that maybe he was right, except that, uh, basically what it comes, and I'm not saying he, that they're wrong on the global warming thing, I ain't no scientist, it's we need to turn the See, it's a button. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Okay, okay we're good now. Okay. All right. Um, what were we saying? Oh. Algo. Algo. Yeah. So basically, it's hard to take Al Gore and so, or it's hard to take anybody's word on Sick that whole thing because everybody who is in the public eye has a fiscal entrance yeah entrance interest if I could talk good English on one side or the other so people that are saying oh chicken little sky's falling world's gonna end such as Al Gore are heavily invested in like the industry that's building all the windmills and solar panels and stuff like that and the people that are countering them are heavily invested in coal and oil, right? The, the fuels that increase our carbon footprint, right? Yeah. Now, I'm definitely, I'm positive that a lot of those people on both sides completely believe and have done a lot of research to back up what they believe but they believe what they're saying and because they believe what they're saying they're fiscally invested in that industry right yeah 
Yeah. But humans are humans, and a whole lot of people are invested in it and just trying to sell a bill of goods to get a return on their investment. Yeah. Okay. And so you just don't know which is which, and I don't really trust any of them because I don't know any of them. <laughs> and something, I, it was never really reported. Uh, it was reported. It just did not, for whatever reason, it didn't catch on. Like I read it in legit from legitimate news outlets and stuff. But uh, so a few years ago, Al Gore. This is way after the documentary and everything. Al Gore, an email that he sent to a bunch of his rich buddies leaked of him advising them to pull all of their investment money out of green interest. You know, like wind power and uh, solar panels, that's called green. Mm-hmm. And then he and a handful of his rich buddies. Yeah, I've definitely never been to this part of Texas. I've been not too far out to the northwest of us and not too far to the south. Wait a minute. We should... 45? That seems incorrect. That's right. That goes... That way... That goes to Houston and that way it goes to Dallas. Mm. Um, what was I saying? Mm-hmm. Al Gore money. Yeah. Oh, so he told his friends to pull their money out of green investment, and then he and some friends built a small investment group and put a ton of money into fracking, mm-hmm. which is oil. Which is very bad. Well, it probably is. There's enough information out there that it's probably not great for the environment. Uh, you know, I, it's weird because there's a lot. There's a lot of fracking that happens in a lot of parts of Texas. Okay, so there's been earthquake earthquakes over the last you know, five to eight years, whatever it's been in parts of Oklahoma and parts of North Texas, right? Mm-hmm. And they people say that's because of fracking. There's never been like earthquakes in Texas. Until recently? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why they're saying, even though there's a ton of fault lines in Texas, it's just one of those things. And I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm just saying it's entirely possible that they're wrong. It's all. It's just as possible from my point of view and my level of education on the subject that they're right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to say one way or the other. But what I do know is that there are a ton of parts of Texas that there was a crazy amount of fracking going on at the same period of time, at the same time it was going on in Oklahoma and North Texas. In half a mile, turn left onto Main Street. That have not experienced earthquakes. Yeah. So, that's just... I don't know, man. 
Yeah, you never know until somebody gets hard evidence. Yeah. So what's the name of the place we're going to hunt? Do you remember? Uh, yes. Oh, that's cool. The courthouse. Yeah, we've been here before. No, we have not. There are a ton of courthouses that look like that in Texas. Oh yeah, I was thinking of when we went through Comanche or something. Comanche. I'll take your word for it. That was oh, on the way to Strawn, right? Walks ahead. Oh, did I tell you about that? So I read uh, Texas Monthly or something like that did a... Turn left onto Main Street. This is Main Street? This looks like a place to go to get... For 18 miles, molested. continue on Main Street. Okay. Um, so Strawn. Remember the chicken fried steak place? we ate in Strong mm -hmm. Mary's mm -hmm. that was according to this article the number one chicken bread steak in the state of Texas hmm. and it was pretty good yeah and it's a little like that was it's so weird that they even got into that article because it's not like Strong is not close to anywhere mm -hmm. and more than that it is not on the way to anywhere you know like it's technically between Fort Worth and Abilene but you've got to get off the main highway to even know that it's there so that was kind of odd but unless you're taking the train but it is a very good chicken bread steak I don't the know the railroad goes right through there it seems like it's pretty hard to screw up a chicken bread steak in my opinion uh, as long as you don't do something like buy a frozen one and oh, that's cool. It looks like oh yeah, a sea in hell. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween decorations were driving past. Anyway, uh, oh god, quit it with the flashlight. I need to see you. You suck at flashlight. I got you new dollar flashlights in the oh. in the bag back there. Uh, all right. And so, yeah, we're driving up on Friday night. The hunt starts Saturday around noon. I wonder if we're still on Main Street. We just had we, uh, we just had chicken fried steaks. Really yeah. good chicken fried steaks. Yeah, they were so good. And then we had this really good Tristan was good almost pup. poisoned. Yeah, I almost got... Yeah. It's funny watching. We, what was the pie called? Uh, caramel... Choc chocolate mousse caramel pie. Pie. Uh, shit, which... She didn't say anything. Pretty sure I was supposed to go left, yeah. In 4.7 miles, turn left onto East FM 833. Why would you just turn around? I don't know. I would say we'd see a little bit more of Texas, but, uh, no, it's dark. I hope the gate at the WMA is obvious, I guess is the right word. Is, you know, where we can see where we're supposed to be. At least, I don't know if the gate is open for the campsite this late or not. I guess I should have called them on the telephone. So yeah, this, <coughs> did you say the name of the place? Gus England. Gus England. 
And what is interesting about us drawing, well, you drawing tags and Gus Engling? Is that why you tags there last year? Yeah, we didn't get to hunt it because of the weather. Because the rain, there was, what, 21 inches of rain or something mm -hmm. in a week? Some weird, crazy thing. The rain last year was nuts. if there's any deer out there. I know we're going to have an issue with, uh, according to the documentation, we're going to have an issue with which uh, units we can actually hunt with just having a two-wheel drive vehicle. Because mm -hmm. uh, according to the paperwork, there are, most of the units are difficult to access four-wheel drive. Hope we don't get stuck again. What? When do we get stuck? The first one. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, that sucked. Yeah. I blame you for that. Remember that guy that helped us out? Yeah. He was so nice, but you couldn't understand a word he said. Yeah. And he had his grandson with him? Yeah. Couldn't understand the word his grandson said either. We need to look, you know, that guy was telling us about hunting Corps of Engineers land. We need to look into that. Because um, he was saying you can just walk off in there, which, I don't know, he was about a million years old. So maybe it was like that back in the day, or maybe there's a special area by him that is like that, because I just don't know about But all the Corps Engineers spots near us, you gotta like uh, win on a lottery type thing to get to hunt there. Maybe he's just breaking the law and doesn't know it. That's what I'm saying, that's entirely possible. So, what do you got to say for yourself, young sir? I was trying to think of something when you said to pull the crud out. Power plants? If I had to guess, I would say hydroelectric, but I might be completely wrong. So, there might be a lake over there with reds and tilapia in it. Yeah. If it is hydroelectric. Could be nuclear. Hmm. Your face could be nuclear. Or nuclear. Turn left onto East FM833. As the word is actually pronounced. It says on here if you keep going In straight. In 2.6 no miles. Road. Turn right onto FM487. Straight that way? Yeah. Well, it, maybe there's a lake. And it ends in a lake. Hmm. Except I haven't seen any signs that say anything about a lake. Yeah. But I haven't been looking for signs that say anything about a lake either. That was a lot of food. Yeah. And I had a lot of food at lunch. What did you have for lunch? Uh, a lot of carbs. Carby carb carbs. Um, I tried to get... I did lower carb than everybody else. We went to a pizza joint. Mm. And there was uh, fried pickles. 
which are actually really good. I don't know what pickles they were using, but they're very flavorful pickles. Much better than uh, Paul was with us. And, you know, I like talking trash about Oklahoma any kind of time I can, especially Stillwater when I'm around Paul. Uh, and I told him about the time that me and Judah ate at the the most famous restaurant in Stillwater, which is called Eskimo Joe's, which is, I guess it's kind of more of a bar, but it's also a family restaurant, but we had, we got pickle chips there, and you know, pickle chips come with ranch dressing, and it basically tasted like dipping cardboard circles into milk. It was one of the most bland experiences I've ever had in my life. But that's what food is like in Oklahoma. I don't know why. I don't understand it. But the food is terrible above the Red River. Um, that's why we always carried around hot sauce in our, tool our uh, toolboxes when we were working up there. Uh, so we had uh, pickle chips, and we had, oh, crap, what was the other thing? Onion rings, which I'm not the biggest onion ring fan, but these were pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and my problem with onion rings isn't flavor, usually it's logistics. I hate it when I bite into an onion ring and like a huge hot chunk of onion just slips out of the other side In of half the a mile turn right onto FM 487 breading and slaps me in the face <laughs> that's disgusting <laughs> and then uh, everybody else had either pizza or pasta of some shape form or another the only pasta that they had on the I mean I probably wouldn't have ordered pasta anyway but the only pasta they had on like the lunch menu was spaghetti and what do I think about spaghetti? Turn right onto FM 487. Blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah, blah. I do not like spaghetti. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, which, In I don't 10 know. Miles, so weird. Turn right onto US Highway 287. I guess it's just a texture thing. Because yeah, right. I like pretty much all the other types of long noodles. Eddie's? Okay. And, uh, but I don't like spaghetti. I like uh, angel hair pasta, and I like linguine. Linguine? No, fettuccine. I don't really remember which one linguine is. I probably like it too, though. And uh, but I had uh, hot wings, and I got the buffalo, the hottest ones they had, according. Mm -hmm. Well, the hottest buffalo ones they had. And I was like, oh, it might be a mistake. Maybe it'll be too hot. You know, that's how always in the back of your head when you order something like that. Mm -hmm. But it was. It was their top level of spicy on the buffalo flavor. And I, I mean, they were good. They were fine there, but they weren't very hot. Mm -hmm. So I'm so glad I didn't get medium. What'd you have for lunch? That's what people listening to a podcast want to hear. Yeah. What I had pizza. We... You know, pizza. pretty much the only food we have. We have some mountain houses, but other than that, pretty much the only food we have is uh, cliff bars. Cliff bars, yeah. 
So maybe there's like a place we can run, grab something to eat. Yeah. I know we got in that habit last year. We'll see. Mostly though, I'd like to not get in, go get in, if we can help it, not go get anything to eat until we're on the way home Sunday. Yeah. We will see. Uh, and I guess I need to call uh, Chaparral because you drew tags for next weekend there. I need to call him and tell him we're not coming. And then our next, we have a hunt in November. I cannot remember which it's on my calendar, but I can't remember without looking on my telephone. Alright. Come up with something to talk about, Tristan. I blinded myself. <laughs> uh, we're going to try. I wish we had the GoPro because we're going to try to video as much of this hunt as possible. Okay. For some future plans on stuff that could happen. Probably, well, definitely happen with Wilderness Law, but also some side projects that them doing video stuff might benefit. Like TV? Uh, not exactly, no. We'll talk about when plans are more solidified. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we're going to try to actually edit some stuff together. So that means you better kill something. to write some copy and all that good stuff. What do you mean copy? Uh, well, you know how like on the hunt, like on Meat Eater, yeah. when he's talking, yeah. like you're watching the hunt, but you hear him doing a voiceover, but it's oh, yeah. obviously just him in a, you know, way after they got home and stuff and him speaking about this and that and the other. That's uh, the what you write to say is called copy. So, like, anytime somebody does a voiceover in like a commercial, that's called copy. Uh, the script in a like newscast is called copy. Um, I don't know why, but that's what it's called. And so we'll have to, you know, I mean we're between you and me and uh, the other people around us. We've got a lot of writing talent to be utilized. Yeah. So yeah, we could do something like that. But but yeah, like for like the more immediate future, I guess what we'd be trying to produce these for is YouTube. Yeah. And it would be cool to get to where we're producing YouTube stuff with the same frequency that we produce the podcast, but that's a huge time investment that we don't really have with between you know work and school and um, 4H and whatever else. <laughs> and we don't get to go hunting that day much either. Yeah. It would be cool if we went fishing enough to just have a bunch of fishing videos for times that we're not hunting. Yeah, that would be cool. Or, you know, uh, sighting in your rifle videos. Yeah. Stuff like that. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know what kind of videos you think would be cool to make. <sighs> Cooking videos. Cooking videos. Yeah, that'd be neat. We need, Setting up our bows. You need to get. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to get some dang. Uh, meat. Yeah. Get some meat to. You know, one, one of when we start building that uh, smokehouse. Yeah. We can do video, maybe a video series about that since that'll happen in a few steps. I need, that's, I was looking for a welder today. Because I want a real welder, not like a little one yeah. that we used to have that I got rid of. Why'd you get rid of it? Because it was a pain in the ass to strike an arc with it. It was so small. It just wouldn't hold up to the kind of work I want to do with a welder. Yeah. So I need... The welder I want costs like $300. Mm -hmm. Which isn't terrible. You know, that's doable. Yeah. I just, you know, it's hard to justify that right now. And it, in the end, it'll cost more than that. Realistically, because of I got a, a wire a plug. The because well, the welder the size I want takes a big old honking plug with a lot of cojones behind it. Yeah. And so I need a specific breaker that it will allow for that and I need to wire it and build all that into some place that is weather safe. Right? Right. So what I might do is I might just wire that plug out by the shed and then put it in a weather proof box and then like strap the welding rig onto like a dolly so we can put it in some place out of the weather yeah. when we ain't using it. Because that shed, you know, just doesn't really protect from the weather enough. Um, you know, but yeah, so I want, I need a welder so I can finish the stove part of the uh, of the smokehouse. last year when we were looking at coming here coming here I like did I researched oh yeah what's it called um, I was thinking about coming like taking you out of school a day early mm -hmm. and coming up here fishing but then the rain screwed everything up yeah. Richland Creek Reservoir is what that's called pretty close to the WMA right now. No clouds in the sky. In half a mile, turn right onto well, US right Highway the, 287. We're right over the spillway. 
we at on time? Half an hour. Half an hour. I guess let's kind of talk about plans for the weekend. Kill something? Yeah. We can bait here, so I bought some corn. So what we'll do is we'll go scout, you know, after we get our assignment, we'll go scout a little bit. I hope it's a unit we can drive into. I do not know. That's the places, honestly, what, after we kind of figure out more of these, you know, like all the South Texas ones, we were allowed to drive into the unit. And, uh, the, what was it, White Oak Creek, you couldn't. Was there any others that we couldn't drive in? The one that we got stuck in? Yeah, that's why I don't Oh. Okay, so what are your steps when you're about to take a shot? Breathe. Mm-hmm. Focus. Mm-hmm. And squeeze the trigger. Yes, sir. And what do you aim at? The heart. Right, right below the shoulder. And, but you aim at, you pick one hair, right? Yeah. We've talked about that. You don't aim at the heart, you don't aim at the lungs. You pick, figure out where the heart is, and you figure out where the exact center of it is, and pick that one hair, and that's what you aim at. And that's uh, what military calls aim small, miss small, right? Because if you're aiming for the lungs, and you miss... You know, you're going to be, you're going to wound the animal or you're going to miss completely, right? Yeah. If you're aiming for, if you're, have your crosshairs trained and you're focused in on that one hair and you twitch the slightest bit or he twitches the slightest bit, or she, it's probably going to be a she on this hunt. Or a spike, if we're lucky. Um, then you'll, you know, instead of hitting dead center of the heart, you'll hit the top or the right, but still in the heart, you know? Yeah. And worst case scenario, the lungs, but you want to get it in the heart. Yeah. So, center of the heart, that hair, that's what you're aiming at. So you have contributed almost nothing to this podcast. I know. I don't know if this is going to be a full podcast or a half a podcast. We'll see uh, what, how the, so this may be a cliffhanger ending podcast if what happens this weekend is awesome enough to be its own podcast. Okay. We'll see how that goes. So you... Say something interesting before we stop the podcast. Or say something at all, but please make it interesting. Hello. No. <laughs> I'm going to get it something, and it's going to... You can't... I think you can get hogs on this one. Okay. I'm going to get... I'm making a list. I'm checking it twice. Checking it twice. I'm going to get however many deer I can. I think it's two. I'm gonna get two deer. 
Yes, that's what's allowed, yeah. Because, of course, the ranger and the biologists or whatever, they can change all of those yeah. rules. And I'm going to get as many hogs as I can. Right. I'm going to get all of them. Well, okay. Yeah, it would be awesome if you kill enough hogs where we got to leave and go buy more bullets. Because hmm. the only bullets we brought are on your uh, sleeve. That smells horrible. What is it? Oil filled, I guess. Yeah, it smells like butt. Yeah. Marion right. butt. I know that pretty well. What else you got? Sound. Anything interesting? Maybe we'll do a video of me cooking animals. That'd be cool. Yeah. I was hoping we would have the smokehouse constructed yeah. before all this so we could do my ribcage thing that I want to do but uh yeah obviously that's not going to happen it's taking forever to pull that wood, wood apart that I want to use why do you want to use that wood because it's free <laughs> and it's a ton of wood I've only got you know what do we have 10 of those pallets more than 10 more and I've only gotten one of the pallets all the way apart. But they're custom pallets. Like that company that shipped whiteboards came on them, right? Like classroom whiteboards. Mm -hmm. What, what is, is this? Happening? I don't know if this is a wreck. Yeah, that's a wreck. There's a deer back there. I don't know if the deer was involved in the wreck or not. Uh, the deer was obviously involved in a wreck at some point. Yeah. But yeah, okay. So, yeah, hopefully you get all the animals you're allowed to. Yeah. Uh, so, if you have a 200-pound hog and a 100-pound hog, which one are you going to shoot? 100 pounds. Good man. Alright, that's all I got for this one. Yeah, uh, that's all I got. Knock them dead, man. Thank We're, you for listening to the Wilderness Law Podcast. Yeah, if uh, we don't get to, if this doesn't get, if this becomes its own episode when we get to the editing, uh, please remember to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at wilderness underscore law. And then on Facebook at The Wilderness Law Podcast. And do we have any other things? Well, wildernesslaw.us. And Did that guy love. just flash his brights? Oh. I don't really have anything I, anywhere I can go. There's no shoulder here to pull over. I don't think I'm going that slow. Anyway. There's another well, dead deer. There's, so there's definitely deer. Yeah. Why would he flash his lights? Uh, because I'm going too slow in his opinion. Thanks for listening. Sunday on the way back. Tristan? Yeah. Have some things to say. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have killed something and I'll have lots to say. Here's try you guys. Alright. Thank you. Yep. Bye.